Welcome to the Hey Legal Quiz with me, Edith Forrest. The aim of this quiz is to provide some light-hearted entertainment during lockdown and beyond. I'll be asking 20 questions of leading Scottish legal figures, questions which give insight to their careers and their lives beyond the law. So let's begin. Okay, well, thank you, Brian, for agreeing to take the Hey Legal Quiz. Um, so we've got 20 questions here for you and uh, we shall just start running through them. So the first question is, if you weren't a lawyer, what would you be? That's quite a tough one because I, I think I probably wanted to be a lawyer from the time I was certainly about 17 or 18. Um, if that hadn't worked out, and there was many reasons why that might have been the case, uh, I think I probably would have done something to do with mathematics because that was kind of by far my best subject at school. Um, so I don't know, some kind of engineering or something of that nature that involved maths, don't know, right. something like I thought, that. I thought lawyers were known to be really bad at maths. You must be uh, one of these. Uh, well, I'm, I, yeah, I, I, I was, frankly, I was pretty poor at English. <laughs> um, but, and didn't take any of the other sort of history, geography type subjects. I had a more of a science-based background in that sense. But so I think I would have done something in that in that way. Okay. But was never terribly interested in taking it further. I enjoyed it when I did it, but I wasn't interested in moving into a career. Okay. All right. All right. So number question number two is: Did you have a nickname at school? And if so, what was it? And why were you given it? I had more than one. Uh, <laughs> the, the one that lasted the longest, which was kind of from probably in primary school, I don't, can't remember having one in secondary school, was Swizz. Okay. Uh, and as to why I got it, I've no idea. I'm pretty sure it was one of my older brother's pals who coined it. I don't know why, but it stuck with me for about four or five years. Right. Um, and I was called it kind of in and out of school as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well we might see a, a re-emergence of it in the courts then. And, and, and then when, <laughs> but when I went to secondary school, it just disappeared. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Okay, so and sticking with the topic of school, were you a SWATI type at school? No, I was quite lucky, I think, at school in that I found school reasonably easy. Uh, I didn't have to kind of work too hard. Different mm-hmm. story when I left school, but I didn't have to work too hard. And so I was able to play football and was quite sporty, did all these sort of things. And as a result, I had a lot of pals and things. So I wasn't walking about with my glasses and my briefcase, um, <laughs> which is perhaps what I deemed to be sporty at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, question number four is, what was your first job? Uh, I, I suppose I, I worked for a for about a, a summer or part of a summer with my dad. Uh, my, my dad was a a toolmaker, so in the engineering industry. Mm-hmm. And when I was about fifteen or fifteen and a half, I think he he decided, not me decided, that I should go in to work with him, mm-hmm. and. I think the point of it, as far as he was concerned, was to demonstrate to me that I didn't want to be doing that for the rest of my life <laughs> and that therefore I should stick in at school. 
and should do the best I could in, as far as school was concerned. I don't think at that stage I knew what I wanted to be. But uh, I think he was trying to make a point because he started early in the morning, he finished late at night, he worked overtime, he worked Saturday mornings and so on. Uh, so I did that for about, I think it was about four or five weeks maybe. Um, but I was paid. It wasn't just a kind of go-in situation. I was paid. Okay. But it was, uh, it was very hard and I was absolutely knackered by the end of it. <laughs> and my mum never forgave him, I don't think. Oh, really? No, oh, she was really not in favour of the idea of uh, torturing a wee boy. <laughs> oh. Um, all right, question number five is, how do you define success? From a work perspective, I, I, again, I suppose it's kind of linked to the other question. I mean, when I was very young, when I was maybe, I don't know, between eight and 12, say, uh, I, I always got up very early in the morning, used to get up on my own, sit and read books about football, basically. Right. But my dad slept in for his work virtually every day. And I used to go and wake him up in the morning. And every morning when he woke up, or when I woke him up, he would swear. <laughs> and throughout the time that I was kind of aware of it, I knew how much he hated going to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was something he had to do, obviously, but he did not enjoy it. I think until he was much, much older, when he eventually ran his own company, but by then he was late 50s, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, up until that time, I don't think he ever enjoyed the day at his work. And I've always considered myself to be really, really lucky. And success for me is the fact that I've enjoyed pretty much every day of my work um, and being happy and content in what you do, both obviously working and your home life, but uh, insofar as work is concerned, I think the success is doing something you enjoy doing and uh, at least other people, I suppose, thinking you do it reasonably well. Yeah. Well, well, it's a good answer. Um, a simple one for number six, favourite drink? Guinness. That's an easy one. <laughs> and Guinness, I haven't had one for quite a while, actually. I've, I ran out of them. and uh, <laughs> I, I think I got four at the weekend just to, to tide me over, but uh, I've not yet partaken of them. Oh. <laughs> um, number seven is the opposite of what you've just been talking about. What, what don't you like about your job? Oh, um... Uh, the, the uncertainty of where you're going to be would be one thing. Being told that a case is definitely not going to start until next week in the morning and then at two o'clock being told it's starting tomorrow, uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's a real pain. And it's a pain for everybody. There's a knock-on effect of that, obviously, to other people yeah. because you, you can't do everything if, uh, if that's the way it runs. And people you can't trust. That's the other thing I really don't like about work whether it be clerks of court, whether it be judges, whether it be prosecutors, whether it be other defence counsel, <laughs> people you can't trust their work, I think. That, that, that really annoys me. Yeah. All right. I'll not ask any further questions <laughs> on that. <laughs> no, no names. No names. No All right. Names. Question number eight. What was your most memorable case or, well, in your case, your most memorable memorable? Can't even speak. What was your most memorable case to date? 
most memorable. I mean, uh, sort of half tempted to say Arden Campbell, but that that wasn't particularly memorable as a case. It was just, mm-hmm. it, it was so awful, I suspect, that, you know, it's not going to go away for a while. Yeah. But the most memorable case would be when I was prosecuting, and it would be a case that you would know, which was Michael Ross. Yeah. Um, that, that, I think, was... That was the most enjoyable case I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the sense, it was it was tricky. Uh, it was very, very much a circumstantial case. Uh, it was old. Um, it had kind of a lot of difficulties, not least of which was the supposed star witness. Um, uh, and it, it was it was just a really enjoyable case. It was a hard case to do. It involved a lot of work. Um, and it's it's the most enjoyable case I've done. Yeah. And it had a great junior as well, Crown Junior. It had a great junior yeah. as well. Yeah. And it was yeah. it was and really uh, the the bit for me that sticks in my mind, other than the case itself, which, as you say, was really very interesting. And um, but the, when he leapt over the the door but and tried course, to yeah. his bid for freedom. Yeah, yeah, and you know. I've always thought he wasn't very far away from uh, from actually making his escape. Yeah. I think he was only stopped by the fact that all the doors, once you get out of the court, open inwards. Yeah. I think if any of those doors had opened outwards, he'd have been away because he was obviously planning on going to the fire escape, yeah. which was close to the, the court we were in at that time. Yeah. And of course, subsequently, he was then found to have a car filled with... Uh, all sorts of potentially dangerous weapons. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Really interesting case for for many reasons. Um, Question number nine, Brian, is tell me one thing that would surprise me about you. Hmm. I think I failed seven exams when I was doing my degree. And I only have an ordinary degree. What, uh, seven, seven over three years. Right. Uh, and in fact, when I graduated, at the time I graduated, I couldn't have practised because I hadn't yet passed conveyancing. <laughs> so I, the, the way it worked in Glasgow was it was on a kind of numbers on a point system and I had enough points to graduate, but I didn't actually have a practising law degree at that time. Oh my goodness. That's quite spectacular, yeah. Brian, but... You've made up for it since then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but of course, I, nowadays I wouldn't even get into the faculty because uh-huh. I don't have a honours degree. <laughs> Keep that quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I think they know. Yeah. Um, okay, number 10 is what traits and others irritate you the most? Selfishness, self-obsession, um, and there's so much of it in the faculty that uh, you get a lot of opportunity to be annoyed. Um, I think you know, there's, there's so many people who everything that they do in the case or in the lead up to a case or in the organisation of a case is all solely and exclusively to suit their own ends. Uh, and I think sometimes, sometimes you just have to take other people's feelings into consideration. Mm. And there are quite a lot of people who just don't do that. Uh, and that irritates me. It irritates me in, in work and in personal life as well. 
Um, and I'm sure you're not, you're not guilty of that yourself, Brian. You're very accommodating and... I like to think so, obviously. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. I, I suppose others would have to judge that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> number 11, another easy one. Favourite flavour of crisps? Yeah, not, not really a crisp man. Uh, if, I was, if I was in the pub, I would have peanuts rather than crisps. Okay. Uh, if I had to have crisps, probably salt vinegar, I would think. All right. <laughs> if I was forced to. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, okay, uh, number 12. Do you have any irrational fears? Not as in kind of spiders, heights, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Not, not particularly, not that I can think of irrational fears. Probably rational fears like the appeal court, but uh, <laughs> irrational, no, I don't think so. Don't think I've got any. Okay. Your oldest pair of shoes? Yeah, I'm not, as anybody who has seen me will know, a particularly flash dresser, so uh, I, I kind of tend to hang on to things for quite a lengthy time. I would have thought hmm, at, at least at least nine years. Okay. I would think. That would be kind of boots that I bought. I remember my, my daughter, who's now in Australia and has been for quite some time, she was still here at the time. So um, that kind of allows me to kind of age it, basically. Okay. <laughs> so I would say about nine years. All right. Who has had the biggest influence on your career in the law? Um, I, I, I suppose there's, there's two, maybe two possible answers to that. But firstly, I had an uncle who was not a lawyer, but uh, who was in his own way kind of uh, slightly different from the rest of the family and that he hadn't been university educated, but he was a very educated man. And he knew that I was keen on doing law and he'd a lot, he was an insurance man, he was an insurance salesman basically for Norwich Union as it was at the time. And he had a lot of contacts in the legal fraternity and he got me uh, involved with them. He got me a, a job with a firm in Dunblane, uh, not, not as a lawyer, just as a youngster at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, through them, eventually, because I was really struggling when I eventually managed to graduate with my ordinary degree, and my I was the first year of the Diploma in Legal Practice, which I also just okay. scraped through, but I was really struggling to get a traineeship. Mm -hmm. And it was through the people that he'd introduced me to that I eventually got a traineeship in Edinburgh. And without that as a starting point, I have no idea, kind of, where I would have gone at that stage. Um, after that, I think probably during the time I was in Crown Office, uh, so that's you know, obviously much further on in my career, I suppose, but I think a combination, bizarrely perhaps, of uh, Alan Turnbull and John Beckett would have been big influences for me in terms of what they did, but also it was kind of through... John Beckett, that I got the job as Principal Advocate Deputy. Uh, and, you know, that, that was a big, big move for me. And for the time I did it, it was probably the most enjoyable thing I've ever done in the, in the law. 
Right. Um, so I think probably a combination of all of these people, but primarily my uncle Andy, which was the, the one who got me started, if you like. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> question number 15 is, what is your favourite chocolate bar? Uh, probably anything with nuts in it, but say Cadbury's whole nut, something like that. Okay, good choice. Um, 16, what's the fanciest event you have ever been to? I, this is really tough because I'm, I'm not really one for fancy events at all. <laughs> not, not in the sense of I wouldn't go to them, it's just I wouldn't get invited to them. <laughs> um, I... I, I can't honestly think of anything which would be kind of beyond your standard any kind of uh, you know charity ball type thing. Um, I suppose I was at the you might well have been at it as well the Law Society's seventy fifth anniversary, which was all to do with women in the law and things. I wasn't at it. Um, but, um, that's you quite at it. <laughs> Well, they, 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 they invited me for some reason. I'm not entirely sure why. Uh, <laughs> and it was, you know, full of, but it was full of legal luminaries. There was nobody of any great significance there, mm-hmm. uh, unless you count Humza Yousaf as being a celebrity. Um, he, he was there, but the Lady Hale was there, I think. Uh, people such as, but, uh, you know, there was also people like me there. So it couldn't have been that fancy. <laughs> I can't honestly think of anything where I could say, you know, well, there was some star or film star or anything of that nature. Can't think of anything like that. All right. Nobody's invited me. Maybe that's still to come. Oh, I'm sure they'll be flooding in after this, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Question number 17 is what quirks do you have? I I would say I didn't have any. Okay. Uh, My wife, I think. (laughs) <laughs> would say never being prepared to admit that I'm wrong. Right. Uh, as in just never really admitting it at all. <laughs> and eventually just hoping it, if I am wrong, which of course will be a rare event, it just kind of peters out without anybody noticing. <laughs> um, but other than that, I don't think I've got any particular quirks. Not, not, none again that I can think of. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, question number 18. What job would you be terrible at? A uh, teacher, I think. Um, Why is but, that? Well, although, uh, as you know, I have five children, including a, a young one. Yeah. Um, and I've got endless time and endless patience as far as they're concerned. I don't really have patience with other people's children. <laughs> uh, and I think in a school situation, I think that would bring out the worst in me so far as that's concerned. I, I think I would just be impatient. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just think it would be a nightmare for both me and them. <laughs> um, okay. Um Question number 19, the penultimate question is, what is the weirdest talent that you have? I I honestly cannot think of any weird talents that I have at all. Um, Any talents? Play any instruments or? 
I played the drums when I was at uh, when I was at school for a good few years. Played in an orchestra for a couple of years when I still lived in Dundee. Mm-hmm. Um, but gave that up when I was about fourteen or fifteen or something. Uh, I I can hold a tune. Um, Would you care to give us a, a demonstration? <laughs> I, I, I I don't think it's that good. <laughs> I, I hold it better when I've been drinking. I was going to say, is that combined with the Guinness? Yeah, yeah usually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And the final question, Brian, is what have you enjoyed most about lockdown? I, I, I think that's probably quite an easy one. Um, spending loads more time with my wee girl. Yeah. Ella is five and kind of generally speaking, I'm out the door within minutes of her getting up and by the time I come back I'm in the door for a, a wee while until she goes to bed mm. and so the only time I see her is at weekends but uh, this has been very very different in that I literally spend probably more of the day with her than I do doing anything else so uh, that's been by far the best thing I think she would agree as well not not just me with her mum as well I think the fact that she's got her, her parents on tap for the entire period of the day is uh, just a delight to her. Who knows what she's going to do when she eventually has to go, go to school. Well, I know that would be a big show, won't it? For, for yeah, all I think so. Think of but, that. Uh, Lovely. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's definitely been the best thing. Oh, that's really nice. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for answering these questions and I'm sure that will have given many people uh, an insight into the Brian McConaughey that they maybe didn't know before and um, who knows, your, your nickname may resurrect itself. <laughs> if you hear somebody shouting that across the courtroom, you'll know why. Um, just before we go, Brian, can I ask you to nominate someone else uh, to take this quiz? Yeah, well, g- given it's for Hey Legal and obviously uh, there's a social media presence involved, I- I've noticed that the Vice Dean of Faculty, Roddy Dunlop, has been quite uh, active recently, so I thought he might be quite a good candidate for it. Okay, well, thank you very much. We will uh, ask him if he's prepared to to take the quiz. But Brian, thank you so much. That's been uh, really interesting. Um, And thanks so much for your time. Not at all. Thank you. Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Hey Legal Quiz. We are releasing more episodes weekly, so please sign up for free to Hey Legal on our website to access our free content, legal updates and more. Plus follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram and on all podcasting platforms.